Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, as always, we've got a great show for you because we have Ashley George. She's done some great things. She's doing some great things, and I think you're going to love her. So, Ashley, are you here? I am, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. It's our pleasure. How are you doing today? And when I say how are you doing, how are you doing through COVID? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. I'm doing good today. I think when everything kind of first started, and I'm sure this is true for everyone, but just feeling very confused and kind of depressed and just wanting to get back to life and performing live, and a lot of that's kind of been taken away, but we've kind of made the best of it and doing live streams and writing a lot of music during this time, which is um, really nice, so it's been okay. I'm I'm doing okay. How about you? We're doing pretty good. I, was, I wrote, You know, when we first launched the show in January, our goal really for 2020 was maybe 80 interviews. That was kind of the goal, because again, you know, being a new show, it's harder to get people, and so people are so busy and all that. So you, you know, try to match schedules. When everything shut down, I told Sandy, this is our time to sign. Because I knew there would be artists that would normally not come on a new show that would come on. And you are now our 147th interview since then. And like I said, our goal was 80. So now our goal is 300. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm here too, and, and oh, that's true. Hi. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome, you guys. That's incredible. We're, well, it's an honor to get to be a part of this with you guys, so thanks so much for asking me to come on. I'm so excited. We appreciate oh, awesome. having you on. And yes. um, as we get started, um, tell everybody a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview of you. Absolutely. So, um I'm from original. I grew up in in the tiny little town in Massachusetts, and it's called Harvard. Um, and I just oh. love, yeah, Harvard. I like to say kind of like Harvard, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, I just always just loved music so much. I, I spent a lot of my summers in Kansas City um, with my grandparents, and just growing up with country music and folk music. And I, I really just loved it so so much i was always singing no matter where i was i was just singing 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 and um finally when i was old enough i said to my parents i was like i think it was about like 10 and i was like like this is what i want to do um and they're just like "Uh, uh uh-huh yeah okay cool sure ashley (laughs) (laughs) and so i started um some of my biggest heroes like tracy chapman and some of the um people who really did amazing things in the Boston area, um, did a lot of street performing, which is also called busking. Mm. And I was like, you know what, I want to do that. I had a guitar mentor that I had met at a show, and he swore by street performing. He would perform in the subways and on the streets of Boston. I'm like, I want to do that. So I was about 12 years old, and I said to my parents one day, mm-hmm. like, I'm, I got a license to go perform um, down in, in <laughs> Harvard Square. And they're like, wait, 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 hold up. You're, you're going to do what now? <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get my guitar. I had a little kind of battery-powered amp, and, like, you know, I had this little case with with just music stuff in it, and I'm like, we're going to go, and we're going to go street perform. And they're like, okay, well, you're not going to go do that by yourself, so we're going to be your groupies, and we'll we'll go and do it together. So it kind of ended up being just, like, we'd go a couple times a week. We'd just go down into the city, and I'd open up my guitar case and plug in and just pretty much play for anyone who is willing to listen and I really feel like that helped me expand my music and my original music so much you know Mm -hmm. people are 
you get coming by and requesting things and asking things, and you really have to learn to kind of just zone in on your music and what you're um, playing. And it was just so awesome, and I really oh, wow. got a great start doing that. And my grandfather, growing up um, on my dad's side, uh, was a country music singer, and, and he was incredible. And <laughs> I think part of that, just hearing him and growing up listening to that, it just made me love the music. It made me love the storytelling, and I think that's kind of where the, the country side of things come in, because people are like, oh, well, you're from Massachusetts. How are you doing country music? And I'm like, well, I grew up here, but I just I had so much inspiration um, from my family, you know, and I, it just mm-hmm. made me love country music so much. I love that story and all that, you know, because, again, you know, you just – I think the parents don't realize – Parents and grandparents and all that don't realize the power that they oh. really have to influence their kids in certain directions. Absolutely, absolutely. It's very nostalgic <laughs> too. Just certain songs that I mm-hmm. hear now, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it takes you right back, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I like to start a little light before we really dig deep. Um, what What are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? That's a really good question. Um, and, I mean, a lot of my time is dedicated to just, you know, write, like, if we're not doing shows, which obviously right now it's been a little bit more, like, online live streams and stuff like that. So I've been taking the time to just do a lot of songwriting and, and playing and kind of going back to songs. I'm like, oh, I forgot about this song. And kind of just spending the time on music. Because for me, like, music was always, like, an outlet to, like, even in high mm-hmm. school and you know, went through a lot of stuff growing up, and it was really tough, and I was like, you know what, music was kind of my escape, so I would say it's usually music, I I love my dogs, though, I'm such a dog person, I have a little German Shepherd and a little miniature Beagle, and so I would say the other part of my time is just literally hanging out and doing fun stuff with with my dogs, they're like my little kids, basically, so... (laughs) Either music or my dogs or, you know, going for runs and stuff around here and just kind of just getting out of the house a little bit is nice, you know. <laughs> With everything going on, it, you tend to get a little cooped up, so I've been doing a little bit of that. Yeah. So what's something you would say is quirky about you? Something that's quirky about, oh, my gosh, probably everything. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself like I, I you know, um, we were even just just doing the live streams and stuff. I, I talk so much and I I just throw random little <laughs> stories in there. Even when we do shows, I I just love mm-hmm. to talk and tell little funny stories about things that happen. And I mean, like I, me. I'm sure people could pick out a bunch of different things that are quirky. Um, <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I have a long list, but. Uh, yeah, probably just I, I like to talk to myself, too, sometimes. You know, I'm just, and people are like, wait, are you talking to me? I'm like, oh, no, I'm just, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> I talk yeah. to myself a lot. I'm like, don't interrupt. Like, I'm having a business meeting with myself, you know? I mean. <laughs> yes, that's important. That's probably important. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you'll, uh, you'll see that I talk in stories a lot as we go through the um, conversation. <laughs> I speak in stories. It's what moves me. I love that. <laughs> See, I can relate to that. I'm I'm totally like that. Like someone's like, "Oh, tell me what happened," and and I'm like, "Oh, are you sure? Are you prepared for like seven mini stories inside the one story that you wanted to hear about?" It's like, 
ten <laughs> stories in one, you know. <laughs> uh, and you know what's funny about that is, you know, Sandy and I have been married 17 years, and through the 17 years, I mean, when we're out, on, out and about, there are times in our past where we'd run into people, and I'm not talking about friends that we know, we'd run into strangers, yeah. and we ended up in a conversation, mm-hmm. and Sandy would almost roll her eyes sometimes because she would know. As soon as she hears a few stories, <laughs> we're there 60 minutes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, at least. I, I, I have, like, this is not going to be a quick that. interaction. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have done that thousands and thousands and thousands of times in our 17 years of marriage. What's funny about that, though, that story, though, is when you look at what we're doing now, all that prepared me for this show and prepared us and we, and she never knew, realized it. And we kind of joke about it now. <laughs> yeah. But like, aren't you so glad we spent all that time? Because now it's, like, super comfortable. <laughs> oh, that's it. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. So who's been some of your musical influences through your life, and who would people be surprised about? That's a great question, and I feel like it, um, not that my list changes, but I feel like I update it every so often because I'll find someone new that I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I think growing up, for sure, um, James Taylor, my parents loved him and saw him a lot, and I just became literally, like, you know when you have, like, a song and someone just plays it and you get, like, immediately, like, relaxed? And, again, that's probably Mm -hmm. another nostalgic thing that just, like, oh, my gosh, Baby James. Um, gone to Carolina Just like all those songs Anytime they come on anywhere mm-hmm. I'm just like Oh my gosh Like this sense of like Comfort just Washes over me Cause that We just I just grew up Listening to that Like on repeat When we go down We'd go down uh, To vacation in Cape Cod And we'd be going down To the sand dunes And his songs Would be playing uh, Him and um, Ellis Paul <laughs> Lori McKenna Garth Brooks Of course um, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then probably Oh man <laughs> Um, Josh Ritter, Grace Potter, um, Chris Stapleton, Miranda Lambert. Oh, gosh, Eric Church. I have so many new favorites as well, but that's, that's probably my, my, my short, the short, the shorter list. <laughs> yeah. Now, is there anybody yeah. that, that's kind of influenced you that people would be surprised about? Um, that people would be surprised about. Because, like, we had what we asked that question to, to one of the people, and they said Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I would some... say I do have one, I think, because people usually say, like, what? Because, like, <laughs> it's kind of, um, like, mm-hmm. you guys know, like, Avril, Avril Lavigne? Yeah. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I grew up listening to her a lot, and she was kind of the, you know, pop rock, um, punk kind of princess, but I feel like yeah. I just kind of harnessed a lot of her, like, emotional songs, uh-huh. you know, some of her emo kind of pop songs. I'm like, oh, I'm, like, absolutely I'm such a fan, oh, well. fan of that phase when she was just coming out, you know, Skater Boy and, like, all of her just, like, oh, yeah. really cool, mm-hmm. um, upbeat kind of uh, girl power songs. <laughs> What's funny is my very first two concerts couldn't be further apart, um, and they were probably about a month difference or so. But I went to a Poison concert and an MC oh Hammer concert. No way! <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. I love that. So, uh, <laughs> Got to mix it up, right? I, and to be yeah. honest, I wish we could sometimes find a way to get MC Hammer's information, because even though he don't really do music anymore, it would be really cool to hear his story, because he 
is what you not, need to not do because he destroyed everything because, with because he, you know, with money and all that. And it would be a really cool story. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, what drives you right now? Um, that's a really great question. Um, I think right now, just what drives me, um, is just knowing that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I mean? Just being like, okay, mm-hmm. at some point, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's right. That uh, things are going to get back to normal and, you know, I'm going to be able to record again and get to be up close and personal with my band again. And I, I, I think just that um, mm-hmm. light at the end of the tunnel of getting to put out my full record and, you know, just moving forward. I, I've just been trying to just every single day take another step, take another step, and just knowing that things are, you know, going to open back up and be okay. And I, I like mm-hmm. to keep a really positive attitude about things, and that used to be tough for me. When I was younger, you know what I mean? You're just like, yeah. this can just be so oh, negative. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure you guys know this just from the business is people can be nasty and you have to almost kind of put your blinders on um, and just mm-hmm. keep fighting for what you want to do and just keep looking at that end goal and saying, okay, how do I get there? I need to stay positive. I mm-hmm. need to wake up every day and say, I'm going to mm-hmm. do this today and I'm going to check everything off my list and then I'm going to do the same thing the next day. I'm going to get up and have some courage and just, just, Keep grinding, you know. And and you know, I love that you just went there because it's you know sometimes we interview people, and it's like I've got my I've got exactly where I want everything to go, and it's like they lead me right into where I want to go because you just did. Because one Aww. of the things I like to do on this show is talk about that side of it, the grind. Because you know a lot of people they see the glory behind like a Blake Shelton, a Miranda, a Carrie, but they don't see the grind that it takes to get there. They, they don't realize that the up-and-coming artist has 20, 30, 40 different jobs that they have to do, to, yeah. you know, and they have to balance all this. So I'm going to tell a little story because I like to hit that side of it, the sacrifices and the struggles of music. Um, yeah. I'll tell a little story to help guide us there, and this is where I wanted to go. Um, back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, <clears throat> and back then they were full-time with music, and I asked Allison, what advice would you give an up-and-coming artist her words were it she she said it's going to sound funny coming from someone full-time but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music you go do that and keep music as a hobby she goes the day you want it to be a career you have to change everything she goes you have to eat different you have to think different you have to sleep different you have to exercise different you got you got to be on that stage four hours at a time you can't just live life like you did before your friends and relatives will never understand because they want you to come over or visit them on the weekends or the nights or the holidays and that's when your money's made you can't do all yeah, that I can you relate sacrifice to that so time yeah. with everything if you have a bad day today and you got a gig tonight guess what you got to smile and be happy exactly. like it's the best day of your life she, but then she went on to say but if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in. Because it's the only way those kind of sacrifices will ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. That's, I can't, wow. I relate to that so, so much. And she's absolutely right. Is You know, you can't just feel like, you can't just practice when you feel like it. You can't just get up and do it when you feel like it. It's really just about going for it all the time 24 7 and giving it your all the whole way it's like it's all or nothing kind of you know i mean you can you can just if you want do this and do that but like she's saying if you want to 
do it and not have regrets. You just have to eat, sleep, and, and breathe the music. And I, I, I can, I can't. I really, really relate to that, especially with friends and family. You start to feel like, oh, and you know, kind of put. You almost feel on the outside sometimes because you can't commit to things that you know every day. You know, if you had like kind of a regular job that you would be able to to do, and people get offended, and it's hard, and you have to just keep saying like this is what I've chosen to do and hopefully people can mm-hmm. get around you in a circle and mm-hmm. say we support you, we understand and just keep going, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, a lot of people don't understand, you know, the, uh, nine to five, you get up, you go to work and you come home. With an artist, your work is 24-7. <laughs> there really is no coming home. <laughs> right. And Absolutely. and like you said, you, you you don't want, you don't want to, you know, I've always been the type of person that, that um, I would rather die broke than wonder what if. And I almost had a what if, because we actually originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014, and it, it was going really good. We were running, it was going, we were running hard. We even interviewed Kelsey Ballerini back then, which was pretty cool. Oh, and, wow. Um, um, but it got so much to where I let it go. And we just said, you know what, I can't do it no more, and, and for other personal reasons. But yeah. it never got, I, it never left me. I always wondered what if. It's like every year would go by, and every six months, I'd wonder what if. And then October of 2018, I told Sandy, it's like three years after we shut it down. I was like, not only has nobody never bought that domain, I, was like, I still can't believe nobody's bought New Country Buzz, but they haven't. So I think we need to relaunch and finish what we started because I, I had this aching feeling in me. It was like, I, what if? I, it, was just, it ached me aside. And she just accidentally logged off. I, um, okay. All right. Hey. There you are. Hi. Sorry, yes. guys. I don't know what happened. I think just my line just went out or the phone died or something. I'm, I'm on my right. cell phone now. So sorry about that. Oh, we understand. We were just that happened. I've seen the phone number disappear, and I was like, okay, well, I thought, are anyway, we just going to talk until she comes back? <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no problem. We understand completely. <laughs> but anyway, we relaunched in 2018 because it was that thing we just had to do. And here we are. I had no idea we was going to do the Christmas Sandy show and how much 2020 was going to affect this and the pandemic, and here we are. With you. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Coming out the other <laughs> side, for sure. Yep. That's so awesome. Yes. Most definitely. Now that we talked about some of the sacrifices and stuff, let's talk about some of the rewards of the uh, right. of what happened. You know, let's talk about some of the moments where you can look back and you're like, wow, I got to do mm-hmm. that. Right. So tell us some yeah. of those moments. Absolutely. I, I I'd probably say, um, and especially from being in this area, I had done a couple um, competitions here and there, and one of them was um, called Mix Fest for for a radio station out in this area, and Mm. they had people trying out because they were looking for um, an opener to open their big show at at the Hatch Shell in Boston, which was, I'm like, oh, you know, know, that's a long shot, that's a stretch, and I had done it um, the first year and I didn't make it. I'm like, Oh, that's such a bummer. That would be amazing for my career. And that would be so, so cool. And I came back um, the second year, still didn't get it. I'm like, Oh, 
you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do it again. I came back the third <laughs> year, and they're like, wait a second, like I remember this girl. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up winning, and it was one of those oh, wow. things where. There were so many people in it, and I just didn't think I was like there were, you know. Again, I was being kind of negative. I'm like, they're not going to choose me, and da da da. And mm-hmm. they they say over the speaker, they're like, and Ashley Jordan will be opening, you know, September fifth, um, in front of forty thousand people. And I just kind of stood there, and they're like, Ashley, go up on the stage. I'm like, wait, wait, like I was like in complete shock. I was like, no way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so getting to look back on that moment, and then actually getting mm-hmm. to arrive there in front of what felt like literally 50,000 people in the crowd was the most intense, terrifying, amazing, exciting thing to ever get to happen. So that, that was like one of the first things that happened for me where I was like, Oh my gosh, I want to have this feeling again and again and again and again, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just your adrenaline and just everything really, really kicked in. And I got to do a bunch of my, um, original songs and uh one of them the radio station had been playing a lot and it was my song Mm -hmm. um, called angels which was a song that later on got um a first round grammy nomination and i kind of said to the crowd i'm like i want you guys to pretend like you you know this song and 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 you know maybe sing it along with me and i start playing Mm -hmm. the song and we get to the chorus and the whole crowd is singing it i'm like wait a second how do they know (laughs) This song, but little did I know, the radio station had been bumping the song for like three weeks on the station. Oh, wow. So everyone there listened to wow. the station. They knew like the chorus, and I was like, okay, now I'm shaking. <laughs> now I'm quivering. So, yeah, That's that an artist's dream. Oh, it was a very cool moment, and I was like, okay, this is what I want to keep working for. You know, that's one of those mm-hmm. moments where you're like, okay, some hard work is paying off. I got to just keep chugging along you know um I think maybe one other one too was um there was a competition in Nashville and um again I was like oh I hate competitions which I do I really Mm -hmm. just don't like you know because it's just Mm -hmm. tough with other artists and you don't want anyone to feel slighted and you know um it's it's just a tough atmosphere to be in but I was like I want to do this and I actually did um Nash next I think it was was it two years in a row or three years in a row? Again, I just kept going back every time, and I made it um, through the local finals. I made it to um, semifinals and then to the to the mm-hmm. finals. And um, it, it was just in- incredible getting to play in front of Scott Rochetta from, from Big Machine um, Records and uh, Kix mm-hmm. Brooks and, and just oh, Bradley wow. Gilbert and all these people and just getting to meet them. Danielle Bradbury and all, all these different people and just getting to be a part of something big like that was really, really cool. And getting to represent for new England and Massachusetts as the, the female artist was very, very cool. And oh, wait, the, the last round where you get to play in front of the judges, um, the second year was at the uh, wild horse saloon in Nashville, which I'd been to before, oh, well. but never well. on such a big stage with cameras and lights and, I was like, oh, it's all good. Like, you know, I, I tend to not get very, very nervous because I have my own little ritual that I do. But they were like, mm-hmm. okay. And as you come out of the dressing room, they have big cameras in your face. And they're like, don't look at the camera. Just walk like you're walking out to the stage. And I'm like, how can you not, how can I not look at the camera? Because they're like walking. They're like, but walk slower because we're going to be like right here. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> 
that's when I was like, <laughs> okay, my Zen place is, is not happening right now. But it was, it was really incredible to get to be a part of that and just, just getting to be a part of the Nash Next family for, for those, for that mm-hmm. amount of time and years was very, very cool. So that was something where I was like, okay, it's, it's paying off. Got to keep, keep reaching for it, you know? Um, so those, mm-hmm. those were some pretty cool moments for me so far anyway. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm sure bigger ones to come. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Keep, <laughs> keep chugging along, like I said. <laughs> so what are some of the causes? Because I've seen that um, your manager sent us a thing about some causes that you believe in. So tell us about that side of it, you know, about the giving back part. Absolutely. Um, well, in my area for the last couple months, um, and even actually back into the holidays, we were – um, collaborating and, and working, and we still are working with um, some really great local animal shelters that really mm-hmm. were needing support. Um, and we ended up kind of getting the whole band together and and just everyone oh, wow. we knew and putting it out there that we were collecting anything from dog beds and bowls and collars and yeah. food and blankets, and, and we collected for like about six months. Um, worth of stuff from our, from everybody's oh, wow. towns and <laughs> at the point when we were ready to deliver to them and I think it was in December and we were like okay well we're gonna have to like take like 12 cars there because we have all this stuff <laughs> and our our lighting guy and sound guy he's like well let's just let's uh let's take the van so he's got this big like van travel van and he's like well we'll get like a trailer hitch and we're gonna take all this stuff and we're like, okay, let's do it. And we ended up just having the best time and getting to go on an adventure and go to the different shelters and, and drop off all the stuff and get, getting to meet all the, the puppies that we're going to be getting all of the goods. And it, it was just so awesome. And there's some incredible shelters. One, one is called the When the Going Gets Rough, and they're from Maine and Northeast Animal Shelter in Massachusetts. And they just they do so much for the community. And um, we, we were just so excited to, to get to work with them on that. And um, some of our other ones are with, with veterans, and we've been collecting um, just over just because COVID has hit so so hard on so many different levels. Yeah. We've been working with some different veterans groups to try to support them as well, and um, some nursing homes that have been hit so hard, um, and the families of, of veterans that have been going through this. We've been working with them as well. Um, my my brother's mm-hmm. a, a firefighter and a paramedic in the Boston area, so we've been doing a lot with them, and um, we we also work with an organization called the Bohawks Foundation, um, and it's a children's foundation trying to um, eradicate, sorry, excuse me, eradicate a terminal illness <laughs> that affects young mm-hmm. boys called Duchenne muscular dystrophy, oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. and one of my managers is a godfather with um, for two boys with this disease. So we've been oh, wow. trying to get involved in any way that we can and raise funds and awareness for them. It's a really incredible foundation and they're raising a lot of money to, to help for the testing on trying to find a cure for this. So we've been involved with them as well. And just any time that we can get involved, especially locally in our community, we, we love doing that as, um, as a team mm-hmm. and as a band as well. Most definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I love love all these stories and all that. And, you know, that's one thing we've noticed about, especially country. And I, again, I, I think it's with all genres, but especially country, the giving back mm-hmm. portion is huge. Mhm. 
Oh, of course, of course. And we love that. And you know what? We're going to take a quick time for a quick break, and then we're going to play after the break. We'll play your song, and then we're going to come back and talk about that. How's that sound? Awesome. Sounds great. All right, just hang on there. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
Thank you so much. Thank you guys for spending that for me. That's so awesome. <clears throat> yeah, we you know we always do one song for each artist that they choose, and yeah. again, you know, really great song. So, since you love stories, tell us the story of that song. Absolutely. So it's it's really a, a personal song. Um, when we went to Nashville, I had um, pretty much my whole you know album figured out, and all the songs figured out, and this was kind of a song that came about um there's some songs where you feel like it just it takes some time to get it together and this is a song that I feel like kind of wrote itself um Mm -hmm. I was really kind Mm -hmm. of honestly looking to God when I was going through a really dark time in my life I had just lost both of my grandparents very close together and um I was very very close with them my um my mom's Mm -hmm. parents and uh my grandfather always supported me in my music and he really wanted me to record in Nashville. And he would always tell people, mm-hmm. like I would go and visit him. And at the time he was in a oh, wow. nursing home and I would come in and he's like, that's my baby. That's my, my country star. And he would go introduce me to every single person in the whole place was just like, he'd be just like beaming, you know, and he'd want me to sing for everybody. He was just so, he just, just light up a room and same thing with my, grandmother and um so losing them was just so tough and I was kind of just thinking you know Mm -hmm. that I feel lucky that I could kind of look to God and and just know that you know they were in a good place and that they were at least together watching over me you know and so that's kind of where the song came about and just when you're going through a dark time knowing that there's someone out there still supporting you even from Mm -hmm. afar was just it brought me a lot of healing and like a lot of peace like thinking Mm -hmm. about it in that way and just knowing that they were together and just watching watching over and hopefully being proud that I was able to do that song in Nashville which was always my dream and kind of I think his dream too so getting Mm -hmm. to fulfill that was it was emotional (laughs) like we were in the studio with, with my producer um I call him Husky but his name's Jeff Huskins mm-hmm. he's he's just an incredible guy and he's become such such a great friend and supporter and I had kind of told him the story of this and I sent him an mm-hmm. iPhone recording and uh so he played it for for everyone in the room and the band and it just got really quiet it was just very very quiet after we did it and he looked at me and he's like yeah. we're recording that song we're yeah. doing it <laughs> I was just like, wow oh my gosh so <laughs> I was just kind of nervous because it was a song that I I just even struggled to play in front of people just because I would just get emotional mm-hmm. at some points and he's like you can do mm-hmm. it we're supporting you and he's like this is mm-hmm. a song that needs to needs to be put out there and I'm like all right let's do it <laughs> So um, yeah. just, just getting to share this with, with 
friends and family and with just whoever's listening to it. It's just so exciting to to get to put yeah. it out there to the world. Yeah, I kind of went the opposite. When my mom passed away, it was like six months after Sandy and I married. And oh, um, so I've been, I've had, I went through 19 years of addictions. And at this yeah. time when we married, I really wasn't fighting it bad because, again, when I was one of them that when things were great, yeah. I, I wouldn't drink a lot. When things were bad, I would drink a lot. Well, when my mom passed away, um, I went the other way. Instead of leaning on God and my wife, I leaned on what I know best alcohol and drugs. And the right. first, because of that, the first five years was really hecked on my wife. But amazingly, not only did she stick it out, not only did she yeah. not put me down through it, she tried to uplift me through all this. She, she knew that I was in so much pain and all that. And oh, yeah. we went through like five years of hell in our first mar- marriage until God healed me from all that um, 12 years ago. I've been sober ever right. since. And, you know, mm-hmm. wow. I'm really so, you know, and I owe everything to God and, of course, her. So, you know, that made me think of that story. That's amazing. That really is amazing to be able to overcome that as well and have that support behind you is so, so important. That's amazing. Yeah, because I don't think I'd be alive if she didn't do that. We for sure wouldn't have our kids. We got a, we've got an 8-year-old and a 16-month-old, and so all this happens oh, so wow. way before them. Thank God. Yeah. Oh. Congratulations. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So one of the things I like to do on the show is um, I think that the team never gets the spotlight enough because we both know that (laughs) you can't do what you need to do without the team if they don't do what they do best. Absolutely. um, So I always like to give a couple minutes to each artist to take, you know, to spend a few minutes, moments to just tell us about your team. Tell us the people that help you make who you are. Absolutely. And you know what? That's such a big part of it. And um, a lot of times you don't get to talk about it enough, but so my, um, my manager, Andrew, um, and my manager, Will, I mean, we have a full, full team and I'm, I'm just so grateful for them and, their support. I mean, every time, I mean, it's been different, obviously, just because of COVID, we've all been just trying to basically survive. (laughs) But um, just having them and and my mom as well, she's a part of the team. She's been my momager since I started on everything, actually kind of dragged her along. I'm like, so this is what you're going to (laughs) do. And she's like, all right, all right, I'm going to support you. But she's a part of the team. And just without them and, you know, um, gosh, let me think, um, sound engineer and video engineer, Phil. Um, oh, my gosh, I'm trying to think my whole band. Oh, yeah, we have a big band. So um, my guitarist, Alex, um, our drummer is also named Mark, so we call him Shermie. That's his last name, Shermie. Um, <laughs> They all have nicknames, and I'm, like, basically when I introduce them, I'm, like, I forget what you guys' real names are because everyone just has nicknames now. Like, um, (laughs) our bass player, Jeff, we call him Pongo. I have two awesome uh, female fiddle players who actually just did a live stream Mm -hmm. with last night, which was such a blast. They're so talented. Um, Lily and Kat. I'm just just so thankful for all of them and and also our photographer, videographer, um, 
Tommy and we just, there's a lot that goes into it when we do shows and when we, you know, do these big escapades together, it really takes like, I think all of us together, it's almost like 20 mm-hmm. people when we go off and <laughs> do shows together. So uh, we've, we've been even trying to plan because we have some shows coming up. I think one that's like August 1st and <laughs> we need mm-hmm. the whole crew and we're like, all right guys, so <laughs> get this it together, it. <laughs> do some rehearsals and get back on the horse and, you know, which I'm I'm very excited for. And just um, you start to realize when things like this happen, like who's really important in your life. And I was saying the other day, just like my band and my team have become like my family. Like it's really weird when they're yeah. not around. Or I'm like texting mm-hmm. them like, oh, I thought of you about this. And I saw this and it made me think of you. And <laughs> it's been super crazy not having them around. So I'm I'm so, so grateful for the, for the full team and just everything that they've helped me do and helped me um, accomplish is, is incredible. Now, tell us a family story. It could be a parent story. It could even be your grandpa's story. But tell us a story mm-hmm. where somebody went above and beyond. Again, I know they do this all the time, but just something that stands out, a story where one of them went above and beyond, and, and you knew in your heart, wow, they get this is my passion. Oh, that's a great one. Um, oh, geez, I'm sure there's, there's a lot of good ones, but I'm just thinking in terms <laughs> of um, – doing my recent album, we were, you know, and it's tough because when you're trying to record and you're trying to do videos and you're trying to get promotion, I mean, everything costs money and it's a tough thing. Like everything that Mm -hmm. we've done, Mm -hmm. we've worked really hard for and nothing's just been given to us in any way, shape or form. But uh, when we um, got into the studio, I was still wanting to do a couple more songs. And I was like, oh man, like I really just, I am just straight out right now I can't afford it and my band actually a couple of the guys in the band came together and came up with like the second half of money to put in they're like we want you we believe in you we want you to do these songs these songs are killer you have to do them and I didn't even know that they had given the money they didn't say anything they didn't tell me that they did it until I found out like Mm -hmm. later and from someone else and I'm like you guys like you didn't I was just like, that's just so, it's such a selfless thing to do, um, you know, because at the same time when I recorded the the album, they, you know, came to kind of just watch and stuff because we had some really great guys. My, my producer has um, some great guys in the studio, his studio band that um, played on the record. So they didn't get to like play, play on, on the record. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just, the, them supporting me and saying like, we want you to do this. We know you can do this and this is your dream and we want you to do it. Just finding out later from someone that they gave that, that money for me to be able to do it. It actually made me very emotional. Yeah. I'm like, you guys, like, <laughs> they all go above yeah. and beyond just to share it with their time in general. And both of my managers, they just go above and beyond, you know, what mm-hmm. um, managers would do. Cause again, we, we, yeah. we really do like family at this point and it, it gets me emotional sometimes. I'm like, you guys, this is, something I've been dreaming about my whole life and to have, you know, people like you that stand behind me, it just is really, it gets me emotional. It, it means a lot to me. Yeah. So that's, that's one instance I would think about and just be like, you guys, but you didn't even tell me, like, I want to at least say thank you. And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> so no. Uh, yeah. You know, speaking of family, we kind of, we, we call it, we consider our show like a family affair and 
our eight-year-old is kind of like a third co-host, so we always have him come on and ask one question. To each oh, that's so cute! I love that. Yeah, he loves this, and then when our when Caitlin gets old enough, it's like I said, she's sixteen months. When she gets older, we'll plug her in. Oh, okay, Aww. here's Christopher. Oh. He's ready with his question. Hi, Ashley. Aww. What's your favorite food? Hi, Christopher. What's my favorite food? That's a great question. I would say, hmm, I would say that my favorite food would probably be something Mexican food. Like, let's let's say I'll say taquitos. Have you ever had those before? No. No. Oh man, you got to try one sometime and tell me what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the question, bud. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, he said his is pizza. Oh, pizza. Oh, that's a good choice, too. That's really good. Would you say just (laughs) cheese or with pepperoni? Pepperoni. Oh, me, too. I love that. That sounds so good. We should have some right now, shouldn't we? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Aw. <laughs> Thanks for the question, bud. Thank you. <laughs> he <laughs> comes and you. goes. But <laughs> That's he awesome. loves to be part of it. <laughs> Aw, I love it. And, you guys got another co host coming soon, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, yep. <laughs> and next year we're planning on moving to Nashville, so Oh no way. That's incredible. That's a big move, huh? Yeah, yeah, we feel, feel like with everything that we do, I mean, because we run, of course, the Christmas Sandy show. We also do a behind the artist where we bring on parents or family members of the artist on that talk about their perspective. And then we also so do cool. a state. And, and of course, your manager, Andrew, is going to try to get your mom on our next one. So that'd oh, be cool. she would love that. <laughs> that would be very cool. Love it. And then we and then we also do a state of the music business one where we bring on executives and others within the on the business side of music to talk about the industry mm-hmm. as a whole. Awesome. That's very cool. So, so that keeps you guys real busy, huh? Yeah. It does. And, 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 now granted the Christmas Andy show is the is the is our daily show, but the other ones we do them when we get people and it'll probably eventually be yeah. where they're one or two times a week each of them. The other ones. That's but the so Christmas Andy awesome. show will always be daily. <laughs> yes. I love that. That's so cool. I'd love to hear those other ones as well. Yeah, that'd be really cool. And I get, you know, you go to ChrisSandyShow.com and they're all up there. Because right now we've done eight of the state of the music business. And our very first one of that was Joe Kelly from CDX Nashville. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And and that was pre-COVID, of course. Right. Yeah, it was. I know. I feel like later on it's going to be everything like before COVID and after COVID, you know? (laughs) It'll be be just like our Christian beliefs, BC. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Everyone will have to write that down on different things that go on. BC, yeah. So if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, my gosh. That's such a good question. Um, I would say two people. I would say Ellis Paul, um, and he's out from, from my area, but I am love mm-hmm. his music so much and his songwriting. Um, and then probably also, I don't know if you guys know of um, 
Do you guys know Randy Montana? Not sure. Might have mm-hmm. I heard of him. He's a really incredible country artist that I've I've followed for quite some time, and he's an incredible writer. I've been seeing that he's been writing for a lot of people, oh, wow. and uh, he's someone. Yeah, a couple of years back, I, I can't even remember how long back, but I saw Taylor Swift in in concert when she was still doing um, country music, oh, wow. and uh, he <laughs> got to open up for her with um, just just him uh, and his guitar. And at the time, yeah. I had already known who he was, and I was like, oh, my gosh, just getting to hear him live, getting to either sing or co-write or just play a song with him would be incredible. Definitely, definitely have a big crush on him, so that would be very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yep, yeah, that's on the list for sure. So, you know, as a, as a rising artist, of course, you have friends that are doing this, too. Tell us mm-hmm. a couple people that that fans should know about. Oh, that's a really good question. Now, you just told uh, us one, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I would say, like, if I were to think of people in my area, man, there's so many. So I have one girl that I, that I wrote um, that I did a, uh, a song with. Uh, recently I sang on her track and, and it kind of ended up, it, it was really just going to be me coming in on like a verse of her song, but um, mm-hmm. we, it ended up kind of turning into a duet, which was very cool to have two female voices on it. Um, and her name no is way. Sophia Lee Davis and uh, she's from the Massachusetts, New Hampshire area. I think she's out in Georgia now, but um, we became such great friends um, during recording and getting to do the whole process together. And she's just, she's such a kind person as well. And, you know, it's, it's mm. tough in the industry being able to find mm. other females to connect with. And, you know, she's just down to earth and super cool kind of like Casey Musgraves kind of voice. And uh, oh, it wow. was very cool to get to hear our voices kind of mesh together. And the, the song <laughs> is called Diamonds. Um, Diamonds and uh, she put it out there. Mm. And I was, I'm just such a big, big fan of her and her writing and just her overall style. I think she's going to go places for sure. Um, oh, that's trying cool. to think too. There's a guy out in our area, Houston Bernard, who who does a lot of his own kind of it's almost like traditional country music. Yeah, we had him on the show. Oh, we did really have him on the show. I think a month or so uh, ago. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. He's incredible. Such a nice guy. He puts his own spin on everything, and really, really great country male country voice, and um, just such a such a big fan of him and there's one other girl in this area too her name's um i think she goes by Paige davis and i've known her for the longest time we used to do this um organization together called new england country music and i think mm-hmm. that's how i originally met her and she's just the cutest little thing and she's got this really hmm. beautiful voice and beautiful personality and she plays guitar and gets up there and sings her original songs and i have i have a lot of respect yeah. for that for other females that can wow. get up there and, and do their thing and carry the yeah. song and you, you know they mm-hmm. can just do it without anybody else up there and i really admire her for that so she i'd say she's another one i would I'd keep an eye on her she's going to do great things as well so what's a song and there's probably a bunch of them but i always like to when i ask this question I like the first thing that pops in your head what's a song mm-hmm. out there that you've heard that you like i wish i wrote that Oh man, that's a really good question. Um, I would say just off the top of my head, I really like, I really love uh, the Laurie McKenna song "Humble and Kind." 
that's yeah. one that oh, really yeah. moved me. Um, Humble and kind. I'm sure there's. <laughs> I know there's other ones, but that's probably the first one that that yeah. would come to mind. I really love that mm-hmm. song and just everything, the, the storytelling in that one. Um, mm-hmm. I'd probably say the another one is actually a song by her as well. People yeah. get old. I don't know if you guys have heard that one by her. Not sure. Um, Lori McKenna I haven't heard and that one. the. Oh man, it's so great. She has this really cool yeah. music video that goes along with it, and uh, I'm just I'm really moved by her storytelling. So I'd say yeah. that song as well. Yeah, that is awesome. So I'm about to ask a question. I have a certain purpose for the way I ask it, and I'll explain the purpose right after I ask. So if you had a magic wand, and what you're mm-hmm. about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I'm asking it that way, I always want artists to kind of think about this. Because this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked that question to Kelsey Ballerini. And the answer oh, that she wow. gave us then mm-hmm. is how she's living now. I mean, it's, you could, I mean you, she's almost living exactly what she said five years ago. Oh, no way. <laughs> and I like to tell well, that story. <laughs> I like to tell that story because, again, you know, nobody really knew who she was back when we, interv- when we interviewed her. I think she, her first single was at, on the 20, number 28 on the chart. So she oh, was wow. still just getting out there. And right. um, so a lot can happen in five years. So if all bets were off, where would you be in five years? Wow, that's an awesome question. Um, I would probably say if I had my nice magic wand, which, like, let me know when you find it. I'd probably want to be in Nashville. Um, I'd want to have a full-on record deal and um, be touring and, you know, playing out my singles on the radio and um, basically just getting to live my dream and play play the big stages and open up for people I admire Mm -hmm. and um, just be, you know, full-on, big-time, (laughs) full-time, if you know what I mean. That's awesome. Um, That that would be a nice, nice place to be sitting for sure. So we're down to two more questions, and then we'll let you get back to what you need to do. Um, if you had, I mean, if you had a friend, let's say, then you heard him or her sing, and let's say mm-hmm. you, there's something special. You, you, you know there's something special. Now, this would be pre-COVID advice. And see, I always like to tell stories with everything if you can't tell. <laughs> and mm-hmm. let's say oh, yeah. that, um, that they've played maybe 30 shows or so, so they're still getting their feet wet on that front, but they've gotten on stage. And they've looked okay. over the crowd, and they got what every artist gets, that stage bug. And they just know they're in the right place. They, and they come to you, and, and, they, mm-hmm. and they say, Ashley, I feel like I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What mm-hmm. advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Um, that's a great question. Um, I would probably say to them, yeah. Uh, I would probably say to them that um, just to really, really just get up and every single day just work at their dream. Like I think it kind of goes, the question we were talking about before is if you're going to do it and you're really going to do it, do it, like go for it full time. You want this to be your life. I would say just giving it Mm -hmm. their all, they're giving it their time, giving it their energy, giving it their emotion. You know, I think once you 
that fully encompasses you and, and you really take it on like this is my life and if I want this to be my life, I need to eat, breathe, sleep this. I need to think about how I can improve. I need to practice for a set amount of time of day. I need to work on my vocals. I need to, you know, work on my technique, make sure I'm singing from the right place. I need to make sure I'm I'm playing that guitar and keeping those calluses and, you know, writing new music, maybe going places mm-hmm. where you get inspired to, to write new music and having those adventures so that you can mm-hmm. share them in your music and have those experiences and, you know, getting out there and, and co-writing with some other artists that inspire them and um, just not letting other people tear them down. I would say that's another big part of it is there's always going to be haters. There's going to be people who Mm -hmm. say, you can't do this. You're not smart (laughs) enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not Mm -hmm. skinny enough. You're not, um, your voice isn't good enough. Your playing isn't good enough. No matter what people say is that you just, Mm -hmm. you can't go cry about it. You have to put on those sassy pants and say, I'm, I am going to do this and I'm not going to let anybody tear me down or kick or distract me on my dream and I, I would say that's that's a big part of it is I think a lot of people get discouraged by comments or just the trolls of the internet trying trying to tear them down and you know a lot of times those are people who didn't follow the dreams or the paths that they set for themselves and, and you know so I think it's important to just get up every day and just write down those goals and just smash mm-hmm. them, you know, just go really, really mm-hmm. go all in. Um, I think I've been yeah. lucky enough that I've had some support. My family supported me um, and my, just my sister, my brother, my parents, extended family support me. And I'm very lucky on that side of things because I know that for a lot of artists, they don't have that support. Um, yeah. Their parents wanted them to be mm-hmm. a doctor or a dentist or a yep. lawyer and, you know, so they're kind of on their own. And yeah. I'd say if anyone's in that boat, that you have to have even more determination to say, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to keep being mm-hmm. me and I'm going to keep fighting for my dream. Um, so I think that's kind of what I would sit down and yep. talk to them about because I think there's a lot of points <laughs> in it that you don't think <laughs> yep. about until you're in it in it and you're like okay <laughs> how do I now and then be this? in it and then be Whoa. in it to win it <laughs> yeah, in yeah. It to win it. exactly in it to win it for sure all in <laughs> yeah I'm still here for some reason Chris cut out I'm not not sure what happened there <laughs> no that's yeah. okay I was like I thought it was me again you cut out <laughs> okay. my phone was this? wait are you uh, back okay. can, can, can you hear yeah, me now yeah I hear you now Yes, I can hear okay. you. <laughs> okay. So, so what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Um, I feel I was going to compliment you guys and say that I, I like that you ask um, a lot of different types of questions and personal ones about, you know, family and, you know, the team and everything and, and also, mm. like, the courage that it takes kind of to go behind the scenes and and talk about all the things that it takes to get to a certain point, you know. I, yeah. I think that's really, really important in people just – because I think a lot of people get discouraged with online stuff because you see things and you're like, oh, my gosh, this person just hasn't made and they don't have to work hard and they just get to yep. 
do this and do fun things and they never have to work for it. I think it's an important thing to talk about the the hard work that Mm -hmm. goes into getting to a certain place in your career, whatever career that it is, is that it it is taking a lot of stuff to go on behind the scenes to get to that, get to that point where you're. And that's why we always want to bring it out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's a lot of sacrifices and just anybody who's grinding for any type of dream, you have to sacrifice a lot of things and you have to put in the time and the effort. And a lot of times Instagram doesn't show that or Facebook doesn't show that. Like (laughs) here I am laying on the floor at 2 a.m. with papers all over me and guitars laying everywhere. (laughs) And (laughs) it's not necessarily (laughs) the thing that gets, uh, it's not really like a highlight reel, which is kind of how, social media is nowadays. I think it's good yeah. for people to know like, yo, we're we're suffering too, you know, <laughs> in different ways. We're <laughs> suffering together. <laughs> you know? Exactly. For sure. I love that. Um so as we end here, tell everybody how they can reach you on social media and websites and stuff. Absolutely. So my website is AshleyJordanMusic.com and you guys can find me on Instagram. Um, at Ashley J Music um, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Ashley Jordan Music. I'm on Twitter as Ashley J Music. If you guys want to find me there, you can find uh, my music on Spotify. My new song, Still Hear Him Talking, is up on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all that good stuff, Pandora, um, as well as all my other albums as well, if anyone wants to check it out. We love that. And you know, we enjoyed having you on the show today, and we look forward to having you back down the road. Thank you so much, Chris and Sandy, both of you guys. It's it's really an honor. It's a pleasure to get to speak with you guys. We appreciate oh, it's, it. And same here. We appreciate your time today. Thank and you. you. Have and a I, great I love day. getting to. I love uh-huh. getting to say hi to Chris as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll let loves him films. know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's the, he's the one that. He's the one that many times when we'll be watching somebody's live who mm-hmm. we already interviewed, and people will tell uh-huh. people to go to listen to their interview. And then, of course, they always have to add, and be sure to hear little Chris. <laughs> oh, yeah. <I> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of him. I'm a big fan of him he's already. Our secret, he's our secret weapon. Uh, <laughs> yes. He's our secret weapon. Yes, secret I love it. There. I love it. <laughs> All right. You have a great day. Thank you. You guys, too. Take care. All right. right. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.